Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just point to the logo on my chest and tell them. Slammy, ego. Slammy, ego. Slammy, What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 333 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here. We got a couple things to discuss. Ken Rosenthal came out with an article earlier in the morning uh, talking about five reasons why he thinks Manny Machado could sign an extension with our Padres. And Dennis Lynn, he revealed the results to his Padres fan survey in The Athletic last week. Uh, so I figured, why not give my reaction to that? Am I surprised by some of the results? Are you guys in the chat here live on YouTube? Are you surprised by some of the results? Let me know. I'll answer your questions, your comments, just like usual. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started. So Ken Rosenthal, this was in The Athletic, and he wrote five reasons why Manny Machado could sign an extension with the Padres before opening day. And I, I think that Manny will sign an extension before opening day. And so Ken said, I'm not a betting man, and my predictions generally range from laughable to abysmal, but if I had to guess one thing that would ha happen this spring, I would say a monster extension between the Padres and star third baseman Manny Machado. Now, Ken, there have been some mistakes in his reporting, but he's not reporting this 
There have been some mistakes in the past, but he's not reporting this like an extension is going to happen. He's just saying that he thinks it's going to happen. And he is well-sourced in the baseball industry. So I don't know how much more confidence this gives me, but I guess I just still have confidence that a deal will get done. And just a reminder on Buster Olney's podcast last week, AJ Preller, he said that he and the Padres, they will have conversations with Manny and Soto for that matter. In the next couple weeks, next couple months, leading into the regular season, leading into opening day on March 30th against the Rockies, about if they can get a long-term deal done. Um, so, again, five reasons that Ken wrote here why he thinks a deal could get done between the Padres and Manny Machado on a long-term deal. So, number one, Steve Cohen. The Padres, they don't want to deal with that in free agency. So, yeah, I agree with that. Steve Cohen, he has a lot of money, and they missed out on Carlos Correa. Well, they didn't miss out. They decided to not sign him, right? They didn't sign him to that $315 million deal. So they have a lot of money to spend, and they're probably going to want Otani a lot. But if Otani goes to the Dodgers or to another team, then Manny's going to be that guy, right? So if he gets to free agency, Steve Cohen is a reason why the Padres don't want it to get to free agency, right? They want that extension to be done. Reason number two that Ken gave, Juan Soto. Padres expected to explore an extension for Soto as well this spring, but good luck with that, he says. Soto turned down a 15-year, $440 million offer from the Nationals, prompting his trade to San Diego. He is two seasons away from hitting the market at 26. Scott Boris generally shuns extensions, preferring his clients to establish their values in free agency. Machado represents a buffer against the potential loss of Soto. So he's saying here, if they get Manny, well, even if they don't bring Soto back on a long-term deal, well, they have a core of Bogarts, Manny, and Tatis for a long time. That guarantees at least you would think it would guarantee that they're going to be in contention, at least in some sort of way, right? Some sort of level of contention for a long time. And I think that's definitely a reason I would want this Manny extension to be done. I have many reasons I want a Manny extension to be done. Uh, but yeah, losing Juan Soto, if you lose Soto and Manny, then it's Tatis and Bogarts. And yeah, Preller would make more moves to bring in other players, but I'd rather have Manny on this team and have Manny Bogarts Tatis long-term and with the possibility of extending Soto then not have Manny on this team and you feel a lot of pressure to bring Soto back so you still have, you know, like a, a big three. They have a big four right now with those four-star guys. I, I like including, including Crony in there, but from the national perspective, it's a big four. You want it to at least be a big three when Soto is a free agent, right? Reason number three, Ken says, Peter Seidler. Peter loves Manny. Uh, loves Padres owner loves his players, is what Ken says. Machado perhaps more than any other. He repeatedly has demonstrated a willingness to pay top of the market prices for elite talent. Why would he stop now drawing a line with the centerpiece of his franchise? Totally agree. He gave the money to Joe Musgrove. He gave that big extension to Tatis. I know that was before the accidents, the PEDs, all that. He did just give $280 million to Xander Bogarts. So if he's willing to give that much to Xander Bogarts, who hasn't played a game with the team, you'd think he'd be willing to give at least that, probably more than that, 
to a guy that he loves, right? A guy that's been the face of the franchise, the guy that's the captain of the team, right? Uh, reason number four, Ken says here, Dan Lozano, Manny's agent. And he talks about Manny, Manny's agent, Dan Lozano, maybe not wanting to take that risk. Uh, maybe there's an injury, a significant injury. What if Manny has an off year? What if teams are less eager to commit long-term to him now that he's on the other side of 30? It wasn't a problem for Judge, as Ken says here, but maybe teams, some teams just don't want to pay Manny on the other side of 30. I would, but that's me sitting here as a Padres fan. So he's saying that Dan Lozano maybe will say, hey, let's not take this huge risk of going to free agency or not. Let's not take this risk of playing out 2023 and an injury might happen. Let's take $300 million here. I'm not saying that that's the number that it would be. I'm just, I think that's, that's a good offer, a solid starting point for the Padres with Manny. Like, yes, we're serious about an extension. Here's another 10 years, 300 mil. We'll rip up five year, the five years uh, on the back end of this contract, five for 150, the back of that, rip that up, give you double that, and there you go. We're serious about bringing you back. So maybe Dan wants Manny to go that route. You know, you like it here, and that brings it to reason number five, Ken's fifth reason, Manny Machado. All accounts, Manny and his family, Manny and his family are comfortable in San Diego. They built a house in the area, the weather, the fan support, consistent contention, Peter Seidler, A.J. Preller's desire to win. They're continuing to build this roster, make this roster stronger ever since Manny got here. So why wouldn't you want to be here, right? The Padres are willing to give you money. If that's, it seems like they will be willing to give Manny the money. So, and he's comfortable here. He loves it here. I mean, he is a god in this city. Why would he want to go somewhere else, right? So those are some of the reasons uh, that Ken Rosenthal says here. Uh, in The Athletic, he says, I'm guessing he stays as long as the Padres pay, and when in the last few years have they not? Yep, I agree. They paid Xander Bogarts. They paid Fernando Tatis Jr. They made sure Joe Musgrove didn't make it to free agency. And by the way, that ended up being a bargain. Five years, 100 mil, based on some of the numbers that starting pitchers got in the free agent market this past winter, or this offseason. Uh, that's a bargain. And maybe the Padres, if they if Manny agrees to like 300 mil, maybe that will be a bargain because Otani will be a free agent and he'll get a lot more than that. Soto might go to free agency and get a lot more than that. Uh, and we would be sitting here if Manny got an extension and be like, okay, thank the Lord that we got this deal, that Peter got this deal done because if he didn't, Manny would have got the offer from Steve Cohen, definitely. He would have gotten offers from other teams that might be an overpay, but that might make Manny really consider it, right? I think an extension is going to get done. I've said that numerous times, uh, but that was an article that I just wanted to hit on real quick from Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic. Let me get to some comments here. Let's see if anyone has uh, any comments about this Manny stuff. Aaron says, I think $330 million over 10 years for Manny is the best offer for both sides. Manny gets $33 million AAV, which I think is a fair price all around. I think 330 
the Padres would try to extend that not just 10 years, but probably like 11, 12 years because they want to lower that AAV. I don't, I don't know if they want that AAV to be $33 million a year. Manny's a great player, but we saw with Bogarts, they, they gave him 280, but they spread that AAV out, right? The, the player cares about the total money. The team, they care about the AAV, right? They want to get that as low as they can. Uh, Bogarts, the safety net. He's only this. I don't know if he's the safety net for Machado and Soto leaving. Like, that's the thing. If Machado doesn't return to the Padres, then you'd think they need to bring Soto back. Because if you don't bring both back, I think that becomes a problem, right? Because now you're looking at Tatis Bogarts. That's it. I mean, Merrill will come up, but what if he gets traded, you know? for a guy like Corbin Burns, which Ken Rosenthal mentioned in this athletic article. He's not saying that the the Brewers are looking to trade Burns or anything like that, but he's just saying maybe Merrill gets dealt for a guy like Corbin Burns. So he might not be in the organization uh, in a couple years. So bringing back one of the guys so you have that big three, I think, is important. I mean, we obviously want all four to be here. We all want those four players to be up on that Gallagher Square stage at FanFest, every FanFest for the next decade. But who knows if that's actually going to happen, right? This season, by the way, I know there's probably going to be people listening or watching to this like, Ben, just enjoy this season. You know, like you keep hitting on this Manny thing and the future and Soto, like just enjoy the season. And I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the heck out of this season. Definitely. When the season happens, I'm going to be enjoying it. But... When things come out about Manny and Soto and it's the offseason right now, that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking about. You know, I'm excited to see Tatis come back. I'm excited to see Xander in a Padres uniform. I'm excited to see the pitching staff again, some of the new additions, Nelly Cruz and Matt Carpenter. But that's just the Padre fan of me looking at the future and because I want the Padres to have a chance to win the World Series like every year for the next decade. And there's a better chance of that happening if they have Manny on the team or Soto on the team or both on the team than if both are not on the team or if one of them is not on the team, right? And I want Manny to be here. I want him to retire as a Padre and I want him to be in the hall, go into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, have that plaque with the San Diego on his cap, you know? So, that SD. So maybe you're not worrying about Manny's future, but I'm. A, that, I guess that's kind of who I am. I'm just gonna worry about it because I'm a diehard fan of this team. Uh, MCC nine five one says would be great to get this wrapped up before they break from camp. Oh yeah, I agree because I don't know if it, I don't think it would probably be a distraction for the players like in the clubhouse on a daily basis, but Manny probably doesn't want those questions during the regular season when he is trying to win games and his focus is should be on winning, you know, winning baseball games, like he said at FanFest over the weekend. Um, and I don't want to talk about it during the season, right? I, I do want to enjoy having the, that big four and having all this talent on this team. I want to enjoy the most anticipated Padres season in franchise history. I don't want to have to, you know, be looking 
at AC and Lynn and Rosenthal and what everyone's saying on a daily basis or a weekly basis about what's the latest on a Manny extension. You know, I, I want to have it happen so I can relax and just enjoy the Padres season, you know. All right. Let's get to the Padres fan survey results. Uh, Dennis Lynn in the Athletic, he had this survey out. I answered, I gave my question or my answers to those questions, I believe, last week on the show. And last week, I believe it was last week, he published the results to the Athletic fan survey uh, about the direction of the franchise, how confident are fans in certain people in the organization and their leadership, a lot of different questions. Um, and so we'll get to those results here. But first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros, Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheese steaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so let's start here. We'll go down just like last time when I was answering the survey questions. I'm going to go down the survey results question by question. And if there's if I have any thoughts, I'll give them to you. If you have thoughts or you're surprised by certain results, feel free to let me know and I'll get to your comments uh, in a bit. You can use that super chat button to make sure I get to your comment or your question. Um, all right, let's start here. How confident are you that the Padres are headed in the right direction? I, I believe, if I remember correctly, I answered very confident. And very confident was the majority. 57.1%, 37% said somewhat confident. Um, yeah, this fan base, there was, some, there was 0.6% of fans that answered this. And I think it was thousands of fans that said not confident at all or not very confident. How are you, are you watching this, what's happening here? Are you, have you not watched the Padres? Are you still stuck in 2017? Like, how are you not confident at all that the Padres are headed in the right direction? When you're seeing this team, you're seeing how Peter Seidler is spending. So I think that's just people that are just trying to go the other way, or maybe that's Dodgers fans that are just trying to screw up the poll. But yeah, the, the majority of Padres fans are confident that this team is headed in the right direction, and they should be. All right, how does that compare to how you felt this time last year? So I remember uh, the episode when I was giving my answers, I was saying that I'm, I'm a lot more confident, I believe is what I said, and 39.4% of people said that they were a lot more confident, or that they are a lot more confident now compared to where the team was at this point in time last year. Because remember, Last year, we didn't know who the closer was going to be. That Taylor Rogers deal happened on opening day. We didn't have Josh Hader. We didn't have Juan Soto. Uh, we were kind of worried about the left field situation with Profar, right? We didn't really know what was going to happen with the first base DH spot there. Hosmer is still on the team, but we wanted an upgrade. We I don't think we had Luke Voigt at that time yet. Um, what was happening else? The rotation... There were arms in the rotation. We had, I don't think we had the Mania trade, but there were arms in the rotation, but there was still probably some questions being thrown out there about the rotation and guys staying healthy, right? Um, so yeah, the, the fan base is more confident now compared to how they felt this time last year, and I would agree with that. 
the next question here, how confident are you in ownership led by Chairman Peter Seidler? There were 87.8% of people saying very confident, which is definitely the group that I would be in. 9.9% are saying somewhat confident. And there's some people saying like 0.4% of people saying not confident at all. Again, those people are just trying to stir the pot, I guess. They don't want a unanimous vote in a certain category. So they're just saying not confident at all. Because how are you not confident at all in the work that Peter Seidler is doing right now? Not confident at all? So you're not confident despite him spending a bunch of money to bring in a great player in Xander Bogarts this offseason. You're not confident that he spent a, a bunch of money to extend Fernando. I know this was before the motorcycle and stuff, but he made that happen, right? We wanted that extension to be done. He did it. You're not confident that he's going to be able to bring back Manny. You're not confident that he's, you know, not giving, or you're, you're not confident that he's giving AJ enough resources like he is giving aj enough resources he's spending money he's not like dick montfort who doesn't want to spend a bunch of money on players to help the team go win titles right so yeah the, the, most of the fan base 87.8 percent very confident that's the right group i think that the fan base should be in and i think a lot of those fans were at fan fest at gallagher square for that Q&A, when Peter Seidler was introduced, there were chants, chanting his name, Peter, Peter. Where else do you see that in sports? What other owner? I mean, Steve Cohen, I guess, but there aren't many owners that are going to get that reception. I posted the video on social media, at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram yesterday, and I was just like, Dick Monfort, he's not going to get that reception. Not going to happen. He is not getting that reception if he had a fan fest, which I don't even think the Rockies had one because no one would show up because the team's not trying to win. But owners aren't going to get that. Owners would get FU. They're going to get booze, sell the team, right? We don't want Peter to sell the team. Like, he is perfect. He's a fan. He wants this fan base to get that joy that they've never felt before, that joy of winning the World Series, getting to watch a parade, right? Um, how confident are you in president of baseball operations, AJ Preller? 32% said very confident. 49% said somewhat confident. Um, I would be in that group of confident. Uh, I'm very confident. Uh, anyone that knows me knows that I am a big fan of AJ. He works harder than any GM, probably any president of baseball operations in baseball. So definitely in the confident category, yeah, there have been some trades that have not worked out great. But when you make that many moves, there's going to be some moves that aren't going to work out so great. That's, that's just going to happen. Um, that's the risks that you take when you make a bunch of moves. But trading for Juan Soto, trading for Jake Cronenworth, trading for Josh Hader, being the president of baseball ops when they acquired Fernando, and sign Manny, right? And sign Luis Garcia, sign Robert Suarez, traded for Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, sign Seth Lugo, sign Nelson Cruz, sign Matt Carpenter. Like, these are a lot of quality moves. I mean, there's some moves like this offseason that I just mentioned there that we don't know what they're going to be. 
with the, you know for the Padres in 2023, but they seem like good moves right now. Right? So, yeah, there have been some moves where it's like, eh, maybe he shouldn't have made that move. Like, Austin Nola comes to mind, Mike Clevenger, Shamanaya, maybe. Um, but he made those, at the time, like Clevenger, we liked that move, right? It's easy in hindsight to say, yeah, that move sucked. Austin Nola, maybe we're a little more iffy because we lost Andres Munoz, we lost Ty France, which obviously, you know, looking at back, you know, in hindsight, probably didn't want to make that deal. But what would the catching situation look like right now if Austin Nola wasn't there? What would it have looked like last postseason? Who would have been catching if it wasn't Nola? Nola caught every game last postseason, right? Uh, so uh, AJ, he's definitely steering the ship in the right direction. Um, so yeah, I, I like where the fan, the majority of the fan base is with that question. Um, another one here, how would you rate the performance of manager Bob Melvin? 55.6% say excellent, 38.4% excuse me, say very good. There are some very s small amount of people that say poor or fair, 0.3% for poor, 0.6% for fair, 5.2% for good. I think being in the very good category or excellent is the category that you should be in for Bob Melvin. There have been some moves that didn't work out in the postseason. There are a couple that I was critical of. But, I mean, he, he had to deal with a ton of drama last season. Um, he had to deal with a lot. The Tati suspension, obviously, is something that comes to mind, right? His first season with the Padres, um, not at full strength, right? Like, there's, there's a lot of things that a manager has to deal with in its first season, getting to know the organization and the players and how things are run um, and how how players want things run because I think managers nowadays, they want to be more towards that player manager uh, because a lot, of, a lot of moves are discussed before the game, before, some, before the game even unfolds. Like they know what they're going to do in certain situations. Um, it's a lot about, you know, having good chemistry with players, it seems like nowadays. So I think he's done a really good job with that. And so I, I think, I believe I said very good when I was answering this. So I'd be in the 38.4%. I, I can't say excellent just because of some of the moves, the managerial decisions in the postseason. Those are the biggest games of the year. Uh, but very good. I, I'm very happy with, with Bob Melvin as the manager of this club. What is your level of confidence in Fernando Tatis Jr. making a successful return in 2023? Most people here are confident. 22.4 say they're unsure. Somewhat confident, 45.6%. And then 27.2% uh, for very confident. I, I, I think I was in the somewhat confident. I'm confident that he will make a successful return. I think having the surgeries will help. That definitely makes me more confident that he's going to have a successful return because if he was going to be out there still with no surgeries being done and playing the same way that he always does, which I assume that he's going to be playing, that's the way he's going to be playing, the style of play, those subluxations are going to happen. I'm not, I don't know if it's impossible that the subluxations, I don't know if it's impossible for the subluxations to happen, 
now that he had the surgery, I think there's still a chance that they can happen, but there's a much smaller chance. And he's he's doing all the right things to have us be confident that he's going to make a successful return. And this is the first time that he's healthy in years, right? He was playing with one arm, and he's still at 42 bombs. So, yeah, I, I'm confident. I can't say I'm very confident just with this history, but I, I'm somewhat confident, and that's where the majority of Padres fans are. 45.6%, or at least the majority, if you look at the four or the five categories, the five options, the most people picked somewhat confident for Fernando. Um, where on the field would you like to see Tatis spend most of his time? 59.3% said right field. And then the second most popular vote, or the second popular uh, vote here, 15.7 said center field. I agree with the right field. Grish, he knows what he's doing out there in center field. Soto and left. Less ground that he has to cover. You can use the athleticism with Tatis and right. 10.4% say shortstop, but then do they want Hassan Kim traded so that Crony goes to, or that Crony goes to second and Bogarts goes to first or something? Like, it just fits better for Tatis to be in the outfield. So I agree with the majority there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. How would you rate the decision to sign Xander to an 11-year, $280 million deal? 14.1% uh, 14 of the votes say, I love it. 40% say, I like it. 32% say, I'm not sure. 11 say I don't love it and 3 I think it was a bad idea. I don't I don't understand the people that say I think it was a bad idea like this guy multi-time all-star he's one of the best shortstops in baseball. He is a winner. When you think of like leaders, guys you want on championship team or teams that you're trying to win a championship, Xander is one of those players I want on my team. If my team's trying to go all in and win a championship, which is what the Padres are trying to do. So I like the move. I think I, I like the move. I'd, I'd be in the 40% in that group. I like it. I love it for right now. But if, it's, if we're looking at the decision as a whole, like the back end, I don't know how pretty that's going to look. 
But for right now, I love the move. But just as a whole, I like it. And I can't say I love it without seeing him play in the uniform yet, if that makes sense. So that, that's how I would go. 40%, I like it. 14.1%, I love it. That's what the fans think. And yeah, I, I agree with the 40% there. I like it. Uh, what is the team's biggest weakness? Rotation depth as expected. The majority, 85.6% of people say rotation depth. I, I think my answer was the catcher and bench spots. Like rotation obviously is the focus because of what happened last postseason with Clevenger and Manaya and the question marks around Martinez and Lugo. Like how effective are they going to be long-term this entire season in the rotation? I understand that. Um, but I think that the Padres, they, they have, they have depth in the rotation. Now it might not be strong depth, right? They might not have the strongest rotation one through five. I think ESPN the other day, I saw their ranking and the Padres are like middle of the pack. Um, and I actually kind of agree with that. They have a good top three. And then after that, there's question marks. But AJ, he did bring in some depth arms that can help this Padres team. Um, rotation, catcher depth, bench depth, those are the three biggest weaknesses, according to fans. That's what they think, and I, I would agree with that as well. Center field, I'm not worried about with Grisham and Angle and Azokar, like whatever. They're going to be hitting eighth, ninth in the order, whatever. Catcher. Catcher and bench, I mean, yeah, I'm concerned about that. Like, what is Camposano going to be when he gets consistent playing time? Is, is Nola, what if he can't hold up and Campy has to have consistent playing time at catcher and be the starting catcher? What is that going to be? What is that going to look like, right? Nola stayed healthy for a good amount last year, if I remember correctly, and that's great, but that's not a guarantee to happen every year. Um, but yeah, rotation depth. I definitely see why that is the biggest concern among the fan base. Um, because you look at the five, right? You look at those five guys, and Musgrove stayed healthy, not a guarantee next year. Darvish stayed healthy, not a guarantee next year. Snell, first half, he's slow. Second half, okay, but he's not a guarantee to stay healthy, right? No pitcher is. Uh, with the amount of innings, and maybe not even the amount of innings, just how taxing it is to go all out like they do you know it doesn't seem like the pitchers save anything now right save it for the seventh inning they're going all out from the beginning um yeah and i think a big concern is the four five martinez and lugo so yeah rotation depth catcher bench th those are definitely the three that i would pinpoint as areas of concern biggest weaknesses for the roster uh, Manny can opt out of his contract next offseason. Will the Padres keep Machado beyond 2023? I say yes. The fan base says yes. 92.1% say yes. 7.9% say no. Already talked about it earlier in the show, obviously. I, I, I think that a, a deal is going to get done. Manny loves it here. The Padres are willing to spend. He's the captain here. He wants to be on a contender. He's on a contender. He's going to be on a contender if he stays with the Padres. So I think a deal will get done. 
Uh, Juan Soto can become a free agent after 2024. Will the Padres keep Soto beyond 2024? 63.7% say no. 36.3% say yes. I'm leaning towards no right now. Or at least I'm leaning towards no on an extension being done. It's hard for me to guess if they're going to keep him long-term, like if he gets to free agency, if they're going to bring him back. Uh, but an extension, I, I just don't see it happening right now. The way he was talking at the press conference, where Manny was like, yeah, I'm open to the conversation. I'm open to extension conversations. Soto, it was more like, uh, I, you know, we talked during arbitration, got that done. I'll let my agents figure that out. I don't know if we're going to talk. Like, that's what Soto was saying. So I, I would be, be very surprised if an extension gets done this season, maybe even next offseason. A lot of things can change. Right now, I would lean towards no. I, I want to be optimistic and say yes, but I'd lean towards no. I, I think Manny is coming back, though. So I agree with the fan base there, the majority of the fan base for those two questions. If keeping one player means losing the other, whom would you choose to keep? 58.9% of the vote say Manny. 41.1% of the vote say Juan. And I've, I've said this long-term, I've said this before about the long-term answer with this. I'd say Juan long-term over Manny um, with the age and just how great of a hitter man, or excuse me, both are great hitters, but just how great of a hitter Juan is going to be for the rest of his career. And the age is a factor, and you'd be able to have Juan for a longer period of time probably over Manny. Manny, it's probably 10, 12 years. Juan, it's probably 14 at least, right, on an extension. If he wants to play through age 40, right, he's going to be 26 when he hits free agency, I believe. So I'd probably go with Juan. Um, I love Manny. I want Manny to be here long term. Um, he's the captain. But if you're putting me in a corner and saying I had to choose, I'd probably go Juan. But the fan base, the majority, 58.9%, say Manny over Juan. And I think that's a lot because we love Manny. The years that he's been with the Padres, maybe some fans, they didn't watch Juan Soto with the Nationals, and all they saw was him slumping in the regular season with the Padres. And they're like, no, we just saw Manny have a deserving year to win the NL MVP. I, I'm keeping Manny over a guy that was slumping and just walked a bunch. I think that's some of the views of the, the fan base. That's how some people think. And I think those people, they, they just, they're not, they're not looking at this the right way. Like Juan is an amazing, amazing hitter. Don't judge the small sample size from last year and make a decision on who would you rather have long-term based on that. I think you got to look at more things. You got to look at the bigger sample size. Um, which player do you think will place highest in the ML, NL MVP voting for 2023? I think I said Juan, and the fan base agrees, or at least that's Juan got the most, the highest percent among the big four. Juan Soto, 44.6%. Manny, 41.1%. Tatis, 13.6%. And Xander, 0.6%. Yeah, Xander, I, I don't see him getting the highest vote. You know, he's the fourth best of those guys on the team it's going to be hard for him to do that uh tatis i think the writers are probably going to be against him 
you know, and, and they're going to use the argument, oh, well, he was suspended for part of the year, so how is he that valuable when he was suspended and he missed games to start the year on that suspension? So Soto, Manny, they played more games, or Goldschmidt, Arenado, they played more games than Tatis. They deserve it more than him. They'll, they'll immediately knock Tatis out. So I agree. It's, it's down between Soto and Manny. And Soto, I think, will have a bounce-back year. And a lot of this MVP conversation is based off of offense, right? It's based off of those statistics. And I think Juan will have the edge over Manny in some of those stats. I think batting average, you're going to see Juan's average go up. You're going to see the on-base percentage go up. You'll probably see the slugging percentage go up uh, based on the shift going away, the average and on-base percentage, those numbers. Uh, weighted runs created plus, that'll probably go up. Like The shift is going to be, it's going to have a big effect, I think, on Juan and other all the hitters, all the lefties that got shifted on a lot. And I think Juan's going to benefit more on that than Manny. I don't think Manny got shifted on as much as Juan did because Manny's a righty. Um, and he does hit it to all fields. Um, Juan, there was a, Juan hits it to all fields, but it felt like there was a lot of times where he hit a bullet to right field and someone's standing in the shift. And he's out, right? It's, it's a ground out to the guy that's standing in right field, right? Or it's a line out when it's supposed to be a single. I think you're going to see a lot more hits from Juan in 2023. And I think Juan will place highest in the NL MVP vote for 2023. Just a, just a little more than Manny. Those two guys are the best players, I think. Or they have the best chance of winning the NL MVP among Padres. Uh, how concerned are you about the Padres' lack of starting pitching under team control beyond 2023? 28.4% say very concerned. 38.9% say concerned, 26.1% say somewhat concerned, slightly concerned is at 6%, and not concerned at all is at 0.7%. I, I would not say very concerned because they ha I think they have a solid top of the rotation. Like, if it's very concerned, it, it would have to be... Um, or, um, sorry, I was thinking about just the rotation in general, like right now. This is about the team control, my bad. Um, team control, oh man, I'd still say concerned, not very concerned, because I think that they can get an extension done with Darvish. I, I think Snell will probably go to free agency and might go elsewhere, but Martinez, they can force Martinez to come back with that contract that he has. Um, I think Jay Groom will be a good piece for the Padres. I think he can be a fifth starter next year if they need him to. And they can go get guys in free agency. Uh, if Snell leaves, if, if they need to fill out the rotation, they have Musgrove. I think they'll have Darvish. They'll have Martinez, I think, if they need to. Uh, so I'm not very concerned. I'd say concerned. I'm in that 38.9% category. Um, how, can, how confident are you that the Padres will continue to maintain a top-five payroll? 40.5%. That's the most... Uh, they got sub, they're in the somewhat confident category, Padres fans. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm in the somewhat ca uh, somewhat confident category. Very confident. Twenty three point nine percent of people are in that. Twenty seven point four percent say unsure. I don't even think unsure should even be an option. Like, okay, so what is your what what does unsure even mean? 
So you're not confident or you are confident. Like it's one or the other. Unsure I don't even think should be an, an option on this. So 40.5% somewhat confident. That's probably where I am because it's about maintaining a top five payroll. And I think the Padres can maintain a top five payroll, but maybe there are some teams that just go nuts like the Padres have sometimes recently. And they pass the Padres in payroll and the Padres are like six or seven and they're just outside the top five. This doesn't, and if they're six or seven one year in payroll, that doesn't mean that they're not spending money. Maybe that means that another team just went and spent way more money than the Padres on players where the Padres didn't need to spend as much money in the offseason on players one year. I, I think the Padres, I, I'm very confident that they will, have, they will continue to maintain a high payroll. But I, I'll be in the somewhat confident category about them, con, them continuing to maintain a top five payroll, if that makes sense. So I'm in that 40.5% per, category there, somewhat confident. Which Padres prospect makes you the most excited? Uh, 43% said Ethan Salas. That's who I said. I'm very excited about Ethan Salas. I know he's probably the longest away. You know, he's 16, but this guy could be maybe the best catcher in the franchise's history at some point if he remains a Padre. Jackson Merrill is probably the guy that I'm second most excited about, and that's what the fans say, 41.8%. And I think fans were, were, were a lot on recency, right? Recency bias and... We've we've been seeing Ethan at the ballpark, right, with the press conference or the media scrum that he had at Petco and the international signing. And, you know, so this is before FanFest when Merrill was there. So I think that maybe played a role a little bit. So, yeah, Salas, I think that, that might be why he just edged out Merrill. Uh, and some people might think that Merrill, he, he's just not going to be a Padre. So why should I get excited about him? when he's not even going to be a Padre long-term, right? So he got 41.8, Lesko 10.6%, and Zavala 2.9%, 1.7 to other. I don't know who the other is, because Camposano, he's not even in the top 100, and do you, should you consider him a prospect still when he's going to be on the Major League roster? I don't know. So Salas, I agree with. I'm super excited about him. And Merrill, I'm excited, but I don't know if he's going to be a Padre long-term. So I'm trying to temper my expectations or my enthusiasm for him. But he seems like the real deal. Who would you like to see next inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame? 54, 54.9% said Jake Peavy. I agree. Uh, that's the majority. Jake Peavy, him and Musgrove, uh, retire that number, 44, when Musgrove's done, and replace that, replace Garvey. With the 44, I think that's the right decision. I don't know if the Padres are going to unretire number six. I think they should. If I was Peter Seidler, I would do that when Musgrove was done. Uh, Bochief, 24.3%. Chandler, 10.1%. Ortega, 6.1%. Other, 25 Eric Shaw, 2.1%. Yeah, I think PB and Bochi were going to be the top two here. Who would you like to see next inducted into the Padres Hall of Fame? Bochi, I mean... Yeah, took him to it in in 98. But 
he won World Series with the Giants. PV, when you think of PV, like the baseball world, they probably still think of him as a Padre, right? You think of Bruce Bochy, you think of him with the Giants. And so the Padres Hall of Fame, I definitely see why PV is the slam dunk uh, favorite to get, at least from the fans. Who would you like to see next inducted to the Padres Hall of Fame? It's PV. He had a good stretch, a really good stretch of dominance with the Padres and winning the Cy Young. Like Randy Jones won one Cy Young. His dominance with the Padres, at least in my opinion, was not as long as Jake Peavy was with the Padres. And Randy Jones has his number retired. He is in the Padres Hall of Fame, obviously. Nothing against Randy Jones. I just think Jake Peavy, what he did with the Padres was more impressive. Um, go back to 2004, 2270 ERA, 2005, 2880 ERA, 2006, just above four ERA, over 200 innings still. 2007, the Cy Young, 254 ERA, placed seventh in the MVP. 2008, 285 ERA, 2009, sub four ERA. Um, that's combined with the Padres and the White Sox. So. He was with the Padres for, or consistently, you know, over 20 starts. One, two, three, four, five, six, a little over six years because you, he was traded in 2009, right? So, um, yeah. I, I, PV Musgrove, that number should be retired based on the combination of what those guys have done. When Musgrove is done, hopefully a World Series is in the future of Musgrove with the Padres. Uh, and yeah, PV does. If if Randy's in the Hall of Fame, PV should be in the Padres Hall of Fame. I think. How would you rate Padres radio broadcasts? Uh, Forty-eight point four percent said excellent. Thirty-four point eight percent say very good. Fourteen point nine say good. One point six say fair. Zero point four say poor. So, you're always going to have that small group of people that want to complain about everything. They don't like the broadcast. Uh, radio broadcasts, most people think it's very good or excellent, and I agree. I love Jesse, love Tony. Um, Valley Sports San Diego's Padres broadcast, so the TV, 3.4% think that Don and Mud are poor, or maybe they're thinking the pregame and postgame. It just says Valley Sports San Diego Padres broadcast. I mean, that, that like 6-7% that's in the fair, poor category? Come on. What do you want? What do you... You don't want anyone fooling around in the booth? Like, it's a long season. You don't want fun to be happening in the booth? You don't like Don and Mud? Because that's... I I mean, yeah, I guess you could take into account the pregame and the postgame, and maybe you don't like Mark Sweeney or whatever. Okay, I guess. But the majority of the broadcast is during the game. So you shouldn't be putting that much weight onto it where you're putting it in pair, or excuse me, not pair, fair or poor. Like, it definitely should be at least in the very good. I think it's excellent, but that's just one person's opinion, I guess. Uh, will the Padres make it to a World Series in the next two seasons? 88.9% say yes, 11.1% say no. I think some of those fans, the 11.1, are just saying it's ridiculously hard to make it to the World Series. Yeah, we have a really talented team, but there are teams like the Dodgers when they traded for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer 
that didn't make it to the World Series, right? They couldn't beat the Braves, and they went all in, and they failed. The Padres could very well do that in the next two years. There's a lot of talent in the National League. Phillies, Braves, Mets, Dodgers, right? There's talent there. Cardinals, and injuries can happen. Like some a couple small things that happen during the season could derail it. Uh, so some fans are just like, yeah, we haven't seen it. Last year was great, but I, I don't know if we're going to see that. I, I think they will make it to the World Series in the next two seasons at least once. They have a very talented team. And um, I, I'd just be surprised if they don't make it in the next two years. At least make it there. With the super team that they have, it is a super team. I think it is. And clearly the Padres are saying this year, next year, must win seasons. At least this year, must win. Must make it to the World Series. You know, progress, right? You want progress from the Padres every year. And progress after 2021, making a run in the postseason, they did that. Made it to the NLCS. They beat the Dodgers. All right. Now what do you want to see progress, right? Division series, or win the division in the regular regular season. I guess that's what you want to see if you're a Padres fan, right? In the regular season. But what we care about most is what happens in the postseason. And progress is winning the NLCS, winning the pennant, right? At least getting to the World Series. But then, like I've said before, if you get to the World Series, you're going to be disappointed if you don't win because you were right there. You were four wins away from winning the World Series and you couldn't do it, right? Or maybe you were one win if it got to like a game seven or something. Or you were two wins, right? So it's a winner. It's a win or it's not a a successful season for the Padres, probably. I would say, at least that's my thought right now. Um, so yeah, the, the majority of the fan base, 88.9% are very optimistic about this team's chances in the next two seasons. 2023, 2024, that's the amount of time that Juan Soto is under contract. Um, how many games do you think the Padres will win in 2023? The majority, 46.7%, say 95 to 100. That's where I was. I think this is regular season wins. 39.9% say 90 90 to 95. And yeah, I mean, I I can't fault for people saying 90, 95. Like, that's still a really good season. They won 89 last year, so getting in that that 90, 95 range, that is progress in the regular season. And all I care about is if they make the postseason and they're playing – Great baseball going in. That's what I care about. So um, I think they can, I say 95 to 100. Over 100, that is very hard to do. With this, you know, the question marks, the back end of the rotation, injuries can happen. Just the Dodgers are a really good team. Like winning over 100 games, like that is hard to do. Um, I, I think they can get to 95 to 100. 89 wins last year, and that was with Manny Hurt a little bit. That was with, Tatis not there at all, and how what how, you know what is his war right? How many wins do you think Tatis is going to give the Padres this year? If we go back to 2021, when he played like what 130 games, he was Baseball Reference WAR was. It's not going to give it to me. here. It is uh, Baseball Reference WAR 6.6. Okay, let's say. I mean, and that he was playing with one arm. I'll, I'll just say six wins. All right, 89.6, 89 plus six. That's already in that 95 to 100 category. And you add Bogarts, 
right? You have Hader for the full season, which you didn't have last year. You have Soto for the full season in a year that he's going to be better than he was last year. You add that, Grisham's going to be better. You have Cruz and Carpenter for full seasons. Manny still there, obviously. Um, I like their chances of getting to at least 95 wins. They're going to be a good team. I'm not even talking about them missing the playoffs. Like, come on. If they miss the playoffs, holy, that's not a disappointment. That is a massive failure. So, yeah, I, I see 99, 90 to 100 wins. I think that's reasonable to ask of the Padres in the regular season. What is your excitement level for the Padres? 88.2% say extremely excited, which is where I'm at. I mean, how can you not be extremely excited about this Padres team? Most anticipated season in Padres history? The star talent on this team? I mean, just look at FanFest, right? 10.3% say somewhat excited. 0.3% not very excited. 0.2% say don't care. So, 0.2% of these the people took the time to scroll all the way through this survey because there were a bunch of questions in this survey. And 0.2% of them said, don't care. Why are you taking the survey if you don't care? Why are you subscribing to Dennis Lynn at The Athletic if you don't care? You know, like, come on. Those people are just trying to stir the pot. That makes no sense. Yeah, you, you should be, if you're a Padres fan, like you, you, you follow the team, you're extremely excited. Diehard fans, extremely excited. If you're just a fan, you're just kind of getting into baseball. Maybe you're not extremely excited because you don't really know, you don't really understand like how great this team is and how great we have it right now in this moment. But you're you're excited because you see the names, right? You see the star power. Maybe you were at FanFest and saw the crowd and how many people were there, and that got you excited, right? Or maybe you had some brief interaction with Manny or Tatis or Bogarts or Soto or Crony, right? Or Musgrove over the weekend. And that got you more excited. Uh, but yeah, there, there's so much excitement from this fan base, no doubt. Highest, highest excitement probably, in, uh, definitely in my lifetime, I think. It's Padres, Padres, Padres. There's some, you know, San Diego State wrapped in there. Like, I'm a San Diego State fan with the basketball team, top 25 team, and what are they going to do in March? But it's the focus is Padres. It is Padres. All right, let's get to the chat here to finish this episode out. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I'll get to your comments. Yeah, Aaron says, I think those are trolls or people under rocks. Yeah, just the survey, people that are saying things like they're not excited or they're not confident in the direction of the Padres organization, the direction that they're going. Like, come on, give me a break. Uh, Aaron says, the mental stress will be Fernando's biggest hurdle this year. Having other star players relieve some of it, in my opinion, though. Uh, maybe, but regardless of who is on the team, he's, he's going to get booed everywhere he goes, except Petco, right? Dodger fans are going to give it to him. Giants fans are going to give it to him. Phillies fans are going to give it to him. Everyone's going to give it to him. So he'll probably be stressed out at, at points this season. And even if he didn't have this PED thing hanging over him, he's just stressed because there's pressure on the Padres to win, right? There's probably stress 
uh, from a lot of those guys on the team that they have to perform. Uh, but that, I mean, you get paid the big bucks to have the spotlight on you and to have criticism on you. So I think he'll take it. I mean, the quotes that he's had, he's willing to take on the challenge and, you know, what do you say? Punch the challenge right in the throat, something like that. Like, um, I think he's ready for it. I believe that he can, if he's healthy, I believe he'll have a good season. He'll, he'll have a really good season. MCC951 says, would like to see a top three rotation addition sometime before the trade deadline. We need four solid starters in the playoffs. Yes, I would like to see another rotation addition. I think there will be another starting pitching addition. I'd be surprised if there wasn't. Uh, AJ... I guess he's traveling this week. Uh, maybe he's scouting. I don't know what he's scouting. Um, they're still interested in Michael Walker. Uh, ben Higgins was saying that on Ben and Woods yesterday. So, I mean, Walker, he's going to have to have his price ask. He's asking for too much. That's going to have to go down uh, for the Padres to, you know, really bring him in. He's asking for like $15 million a year. That's not going to happen. It, you know, the Padres aren't going to give that to him. So, yeah, I'd like to see another starter. But maybe by the trade deadline, Nick Martinez, he's really working. And he is in that same category, at least for this year, as Snell and Musgrove and Darvish. Because he's pitching that well. I don't think he's as good as them, but maybe he's staying healthy. He's given six innings. He's allowing three or less runs. And the Padres like what they see in him. And so they only get one more starter. And then they can have Martinez be a five and have that starter they acquire be a four and they can move Lugo to the bullpen and they don't need a couple additions. But yeah, I would like to see another addition. I agree. Because you can never have enough starting pitching like or enough pitching in general, right? Those starters, they can move to the bullpen in the postseason if you have an excess of starters, right? And that can help your bullpen out. The Padres' bullpen is strong anyway, too. All right, I think that's going to do it here. Talking Friars episode 333. Just going over that athletic fan survey. Uh, Ken Rosenthal thinking that a Manny Machado extension with the Padres is going to get done uh, at some point. I think he said before the season. Um, so that's good. I mean, he, he he's not saying he knows anything, but I'm still optimistic. It seems like Ken's optimistic that something's going to get done. I'm excited for the season. I guess that's that's all I got to say right now. Uh, spring training, guys report for spring training next Monday. I think pitchers and catchers, if they are participating in the WBC. So that's great. Musgrove, Tatis, they're already there. Some guys are already there. Um, so can't wait. Cannot wait. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the time. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, Talking Friars Daily Padres content. Listen on the podcast platforms at Talking Friars, Twitter, Instagram. I appreciate you, everyone. Ben Fan signing off here. Go Padres. And I'll talk to you later in the week. See ya.